Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Just had to like shake it all out. It's all right. You gotta shake it out, right? Yeah, Let's get ready. It's a Monday evening. Gotta shake off work. Gotta, right. gotta work out dinner a little bit. Gotta get loose for <laughs> Killer Queen tonight. You're doing some Killer Queen? What's Killer Queen? Are you not familiar? Oh, you have to look it up. It's going to take too long to explain, but it is a 5v5 co-op arcade game um, that is kind of like, it's absolute madness, but the easiest way to describe it is like Joust meets the original Mario Brothers. Okay. Wow. (laughs) All right. Go on. All right. Okay. Uh, All right. Joust. An old coworker. Do I not know this? What what is the, I feel like I I now, well, I mean, I guess Joust was like a bunch of people just running around. Joust was like one or two player and you're like playing against each other. You're like collecting the the eggs and you're you're killing the knights. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. And the original Mario Brothers was just like a really stupid, simple platformer where you're running around like collecting objects and whatnot. And Uh, like dodging the turtle shells, right? That was the one that, well, the original Mario Brothers was the one with the turtle shells that kept coming all from the sides. Yeah. Yeah. And Killer Queen, you've got five people per side. You got one person who's the queen uh, and they can attack, defend, whatever you've got. Uh, four people who could start out as workers who collect berries and whatnot and can evolve into warriors who can fight. And so it's all about strategizing of like what combination you think will win because there are three ways to win. You can win by killing the opponent's queen a certain number of times, by filling your hive with the berries, or there's a snail that you can pilot into like your team's basket. <laughs> and so like you have to be watching all of these things to try to make sure the <laughs> other team doesn't do one of them first. Uh, and an old coworker of mine and I stumbled into a group that meets like every week and plays locally. They just, they set the machines to free play and we just go wild and it's great. Please tell I, me that, <laughs> please tell me that they licensed the song. So it, because nope. no, uh, <laughs> no, totally unrelated, <laughs> but like, uh, right. I mean, well, that was eighties. Uh, so that probably, they probably but, overlapped a little bit, right? No, this is a new game. It's from oh, this a, is a, a new newer, game. This newer isn't studio. like an old. No. That In fact, is, there's a. I mean, this sounds like a game that came out when we when yeah. we were right. You know, like it 10. looks like it too. It's very like eight bit style, uh, like very like that that kind of classic gameplay. The arcade version is literally like each player has 
one joystick, one button. That's it. <laughs> um, the, that is classic. The, uh, the Switch port that I got uh, last week and started practicing a little bit on has a little bit more complicated to it because there's uh, you know a bunch of uh, other control options that are available sure. on a console than on mm-hmm. a one joystick, one button arcade cabinet. <laughs> cabinet. <clears throat> but... Same basic gameplay and like it's it's super fun. It's really fucking chaotic and hectic, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. But yeah, I, I, my YouTube feed now actually features a lot of Queen videos because I was searching for uh, information about <laughs> sure. the game a while back. And you know what? I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah, not a bad uh, not a bad setup to uh, to uh, back yourself into there. So no, not yeah, at all. I- uh, I actually just saw uh, somebody. Oh, uh, it was uh, Ivy Dupler, who, uh, for those of you guys who listen to the Storyteller Series podcast, um, Ivy did some voiceover work for us on a couple of episodes. Um, but she just tweeted that her new way to discover new music is to Shazam one song she likes and then let, you know, Spotify just sort of start being like, oh, well, you like that. Okay. So here's five other things. And that's how she's been getting into her rabbit holes of new music. I've kind of done that. Like It's kind of the way to do it. I've taken, like, if I hear a song that I really like while I'm out, I'll Shazam it, and then I'll go and look up that record. And if that record is good, I or, like, you know, if I listen to, a, like, half a couple songs and they're good, I'll go ahead and save it for later, and it'll go into my rotation. Uh, that worked out really well for me um, a few times recently, uh, and I like it. And because I've been doing more of that, I've also been getting more really good suggestions. So it's been <laughs> feeding, like, I, I go do the work of finding the record myself but then also let the algorithm feed me a little bit more nice (laughs) yeah i uh unfortunately you know uh and todd i'm sure at at one point you've run into this as well but you know it'll be the one thing where like my kid will be like oh i want to look up this video really quick and then i'll show her a video and then now i get like minecraft how-to videos and i don't play minecraft (laughs) so like my feed will be like you know uh, weird, like, you know, mermaid movie, like horror mermaid movie trailers. And then it'll be like, how to get bees in Minecraft and uh, <laughs> yeah. the best gotcha life blahs. And I'm like, I, this is the most like, you know, I know YouTube understands, they understand, right? Sure. They know. But at the same time, like my profile must look like the most sociopathic like person <laughs> in the world. Right. Cause it's like the best builds in Genshin Impact. And then like, <laughs> you know, uh, behind the scenes bloopers of, you know, cannibal cop or something, you know, and then it's like, (laughs) you know, trailer for nude nuns with big guns, you know, and then it's like Barbie's dream world. And it's like, you appear to be an incel. Do you need a a new fedora? (laughs) Would you like to study the art of the katana? Uh, I don't. Even, <laughs> I don't even want to know what your Amazon suggestions are like. Yeah, oh right, my god, they're right. they're ridiculous. You know. Okay, listen. I know there's a lot of. I saw this recently, and I I think that was with you guys. Actually, I was like, I just listened to a podcast that was talking about katanas in your car. Yeah, and that was you guys <laughs> yes. talking about Rucker Hauer. Yes. You probably have a katana in his blind, car. Blind Fury. <laughs> yep, Blind Fury. But here's the thing. It's actually, and you know, we learned this from The Walking Dead, Michonne. Yeah, that's actually a really good like apocalypse like uh, weapon because you never have to reload it. Right. You never have to worry about guns. It's quiet, right? So you don't have to worry about attracting attention whenever you use it. 
Having a sword for the apocalypse is probably the best case scenario for weapons. No, I'm sorry. Caleb, you're going to pause it? Having a sword and knowing how to use it is the best right. case scenario. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. Having having some sort of like, you know, I can I can swing this thing and not cut my own arm off. You know, my, my oldest son, who is uh, 24 now, good Lord, uh, oh, no. went, through, went through a big zombie phase where literally every we place we yeah right every place we went he'd be like hey dad so if the zombie apocalypse started right now what would you do and after like the third or fourth time i'd been asked that in different settings i was like oh well i'm i'm going out that fire door there or uh, see that um big bench i'm going to pull that in front of the door to create a barrier then we're retreating to the sporting goods section of walmart and we're gonna you know it, it, and it would unfold from there so I've had this conversation many, many times. Agree on the sword, 100%, but I it's a yes and. I want the sword sure. for all those reasons you just described. But I feel like the, the most important and overlooked simple weapon that would absolutely be my go-to would be a short spear because I want to okay. be able to put some distance between me and the biters. So yeah. a, a short spear, preferably like a boar spear that has like the cross piece, okay. like a foot down the hilt. Yeah. Um, which is what- give you that. Yeah. Prevents the boar from, you, you know, run, you know, just going, going, going through you, through the spear to get to you. But in that case, I would want it because I wouldn't want the spear to go deep. I only need it to go, you know, this deep into a skull. I don't want to go right, right. three feet through it and then we got to pull it out. So and have them just keep walking. Exactly. The, yeah, so, yeah. I've seen that happen. That's yeah. a yeah. Oh, what that happens in uh, uh, three hundred, right? The guy gets stabbed with a spear and then he just, just like, pulls it yeah. straight through to keep going at him. I that's mean, that's what a, a boar spear is designed to do. If you, that cross piece, is, you know, stops it. So yeah, that's a, a classic badass villain move. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna, <laughs> right. yeah. Or, or the or the hero who's gonna have the pyrrhic victory, right? Like yeah. he's, sure. I, I know I'm going down, but I'm taking him with me, right? I'm taking it with. I'm going. I'm going all the way through. That's yeah, right. yeah, Todd, I, yeah. Todd, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have a question. Yeah, T Todd, Todd, are you a Cyberman? Uh, you, kind uh, of look like, you look like you might be a Cyberman. I don't think it, you'd ever watch Doctor Who, right? You're not a. Oh, I'm not that's a, right. I'm not yeah. a Doctor Who guy. Yeah, no, uh, your headphones definitely have uh, Cyberman vibes uh, to it. I, I will give you that. Handles, right? Yeah, a, I love how yeah. you said it, Cyberman, as though it's a last name. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my name Vin, is Rick. Vince Cyberman. Vince Cyberman, Cyberman of the of the Northeastern Cybermans. <laughs> yes. Cybermans. Oh, are you exactly. related to the, the Massachusetts Cybermans? No, 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 no. My people come from farther south. <laughs> Wait, I can I can bring a full circle already to yes. what we're actually here yeah. to talk about. Oh, do it. Uh, are you the Great Lakes Cybermen? Because oh, yeah, the Great Lakes Avengers. Talk hey. about a deep cut. So if, yeah. you, if you have listened to me on Superbad HeroCast, you've heard me gush over my love of John Byrne, you know, one of the greatest comic book artists and writers of all time. Uh, he created the Great Lake of Great Lakes Avengers in West Coast Avengers, volume two, number 46, all the way back in July of 1989. And Mr. Immortal shows up with the rest of the Great Lake Avengers in a wonderful little comic arc and of course he goes on to more things in the comics but boy sure. i i love that we have so many properties in and in the mcu that we can go into these deep cuts yes. and it's it's fan service right like yeah i don't expect we're going to see mr immortal again uh but i loved it 
No, and that's exactly what I want out of Just Jen, attorney at law. Yeah, Just Jen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just Jen. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, once the Mr. Immortal came up, obviously the first thing I did was Google him because I'm like, well, obviously he's not just like they didn't make him up. Like he's he's got to be a real Marvel person. Sure. I looked him up and I noticed that there are two very well. I, I mean, I would say anticipated. Uh, characters that were in Great Lake Avengers that uh, we are really excited to see come to the MCU. Of course, one technically exists, and that's Deadpool, sure, uh, who was a Great Lake Avenger. But then the one that I know myself and Caleb, and I know you're going to agree with me on this one, but the unbeatable Squirrel Girl yes. is a Great Lake Avenger, <sighs> and she actually kicked Deadpool out of the Great Lake Avengers. I, I mean, didn't she also? So I will admit, I'm aware of Squirrel Girl. She shows sure. up long after I'd stopped kind of reading the, the primary comics. Yeah. Uh, my understanding is, though, didn't she beat Galactus? Yes. Like, she is she literally the, the unbeatable entire, Squirrel yeah. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. And Thanos, uh, single handedly. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love her. I, She's so great. I, I love it. There, so I, I haven't uh, invested in a, script, a subscription for the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl radio show. Um, but I mean, honestly, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I may have to because I bet you it's really, really good. Um, because her character, I mean, like in, in reading about her and seeing her in the Marvel cartoons that came out, the, uh, I keep forgetting what, what they were called, but like spider Gwen was in it. Yeah. Miss Marvel was in it. It's like uh, Justice America League Chavez. Unleashed or something like that. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Well, it's the, the Avengers. It's like the new Avengers, oh, but there was yeah, like many shorts League. about them, but Squirrel know. Girl was in it. I don't know what the fuck And I'm they're great. About. <laughs> You're in the wrong property. That's right. That's right. I just, uh, just got to go down to the basement and get something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just get reset. That's right. Take the elevator back up. It's faster. Oh, yeah. yeah. I found it. There you go. Oh, there okay. it is. All right, good. <laughs> which, speaking of which, I just rewatched Awesome Powers, the first one. I, that movie... We don't We don't need to get into it. Does, but like the fact that that up? movie... Well, I mean, kind of no, but the fact that that movie like just straight up existed and people were obsessed with it, like watching oh, I, it back now, I'm like, that's me. Yeah. Why did we think this was okay? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, thought it, yeah. I mean, there is a lot of offensive things now that you're like, woof, you can't get away with that now. But at the same point, you watch it back and you're like, like this was the peak of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it really was. It was. Yeah. And, and I was firmly in that camp. I was in the Air Force, I think, when that came out. Um, and boy, that was one of the movies that got like heavy, heavy rotation, like in the dorms sure. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's so funny how, you know, it is not like timeless comedy because it is very much, I think, a product of its time. You know, last season or the season before on Superpod, um, you know, we did Jim Carrey's The Mask. And I watched Oof. it with uh, Joseph, my 15-year-old, who uh, thinking he was going to love it. And we got maybe 30 minutes in. I was like, Joe, don't watch the rest of this. It's not it's not worth your time. It did not hold up at all. So I didn't like it, it when I was 15. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I mean, there's a lot of that comedy though that came out in the in the 90s where everything was a was a only a pop culture reference. Like Austin Powers is a lot of pop culture references, not only to the 90s itself, but even back to the 60s. Mm -hmm. That like it, you know, if I were to show my kid now, which I wouldn't show her Austin Powers, obviously. Right. But if I were to show her that now, <laughs> she would not understand understand most of the references you know yeah. like you know they reference people like margaret thatcher and stuff like that like nobody under 30 is knows who the hell margaret thatcher yeah. is right unless like, you play maybe. doom apparently 
Yeah. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? Like it, there's so many references like Big Boy, like the 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 Big Boy restaurant franchise. Yeah, yeah. Oh that my hasn't God. existed yes. for like 20 years. Nobody's yeah. going to understand what that is. No, there's you still know, like, like three of those left in the country. Yeah, but like, th- okay, but, so three, so like, you know, like we're talking a small, yeah, very <laughs> small number of people are going to be like. And that's all it is. It just relies on those like, you know, and the mask is no different. I mean, if you think back to it, so many of those things are references to things like I Love Lucy, like sure. all of the jokes Jim Carrey makes, you know, a 20 year old today would watch this movie and be like, I don't know who any of these people they're referencing are like, I'm not going to get any of those jokes because they were, they're too, way too esoteric. You know, mm-hmm. they were way too of the nineties and that's how nineties comedy was. It was just references, references. But what I like bringing it back to She-Hulk, yeah. what I like about She-Hulk is that they're able to do that sort of stuff, but it's so like, it's just so like vague that it's enough of a reference. that you could be like, Mr. Immortal, like get out of <laughs> here. But like, you're not going to be like, Oh, well, you know, like a Kardashian joke. Like, that's a Kardashian joke, you know, in 20 years from now, 30 years from now, no one's going to care about the Kardashians. You know, that's going to be another, you know, that's like making a Paris Hilton joke today. Like, not that Paris Hilton, you know, as a person isn't, you know, doing thing, you know, she runs charities and stuff like that. And but she, but she's not in the, right, she's not in the zeitgeist anymore. Like, that was the early 2000s. If I made a Paris Hilton joke to a 15 year old today, they're going to be like, I don't know who that is. Like, wasn't she on that show 30 years ago? She's not out here telling us what's hot anymore. I I mean, how do we know? We're walking, we just, walking around burning ourselves because we didn't realize that that was hot. <laughs> well, we rely on more uh, up-to-date up to and uh, modern influencers like Titania. Yes. Who, yes. Uh, who, are we sure that Titania is not a Hulk? Because it seems like she's always mad, too. <laughs> That's her secret, Captain. That's she's right. always mad. That's right. <laughs> you know, so one, we get... I, I don't... You know, I think... I would call this first fight for the series. I don't know that the Wrecking Crew. I mean, I guess maybe the Wrecking Crew. I mean, like, I mean, she they didn't really put up a fight. I mean, at no. least she just throws them around. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess Hulk, her and Hulk. Oh, is the sure, first that's fight. right. First yeah. fight. Yeah. Sure. So I guess technically this would be like second fight. But I would say that I was thinking it last episode, but this episode I think it solidified it for me. I think I know who the big bad of the series is. It's not Titania. Okay. It is the guy that she went on a date with that asked her all the very specific oh, questions sure. about her super ability. He's the guy behind Intelligentsia. Oh. Yes. The guy That's, from, I thought meant to grab his name. He was in the Baywatch movie, which was really good. <laughs> was really it actually good? good? Oh, okay. Very, it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Zach Efron, and Zac Efron, right? Efron. Or is it, was it Zach Efron? Yep. Yeah. Al- Alexandra Daddario. Okay. Uh, was it, I'm and, down. Yeah, and and that kid. Yeah. He, so you're you're talking about Todd then? Yes. But not yep. not our Todd. Todd yeah. from the, not from our the show. Todd. The other Todd <laughs> oh, from the show. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Because the dipshits are <laughs> always named Todd. Me. Of course. His yes, name is Todd. That's the trope. Of course. Yes. <laughs> We're just gonna continue that on from the Super Pod Hero cast. That yes, the guys, it's always Todd. It's always Todd. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. We got like we got like one cool Todd. We got like the fox and the hound. The, fo- the fox okay. was Todd, and they misspelled the name. It was T-O-D. I've never in my life met a Todd who spelled it T-O-D. <laughs> that sounds yeah. more like a Ted to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Y- you know, I'm really torn. I so I so I don't disagree with you. I think I think you're spot on. I think uh there's no reason we got him in the dating sequence with those specific questions. And then 
showing up again later uh, mm-hmm. unless, you know, there's a reason for him to be there. Um, but I am torn. I don't know if I want to develop the series into superhero adventures or if I kind of want to keep like the Just real Jen. life of Just Jen, right? Like as, yeah. as part-time Hulk or whatever. This wedding episode was delightful. Just, yeah. Uh, again, this this show continues to hit on all cylinders. It's, you know, 10 out of 10 for me. I think yeah. the... It kind of feels like this is not where they're going, but I think the idea of them building a potential like bad secret organization, you know, the intelligentsia, like on the side during the plot of this, not necessarily meaning that it's going to be come to a head and like She Hulk is going to have to like single handedly solve it, but the idea that now that has established it has a foothold and can play a part later uh, yeah. would make a lot of sense. Because, yeah, I mean, the the format of this show lends itself way too much, uh, way too well to uh, a just, like, case of the week sort of thing. Like, just yeah. what goofy yeah. shit is the, is the superhero community up to now? Right, like, what law case is she taking on and what, like, Mr. Immortal-sized and, cut are we going to get that's just, like, yeah. this is so random. And we know that there's overlap with other properties. We we know that Daredevil's coming. We know that right. other things are going to touch I mean, this little he, aspect. We've got, like, three episodes left. <laughs> if, if not, then that was the ultimate fake-out because they gave us his helmet and they gave us stills of him in the show. Of the they show, said I know, but like, he's in the show. If he right. doesn't show up, that'll be the first time that they've faked us that way, I think. They've... They've yeah, successfully they just, hidden people from us in the in the, in right. the past, but they've yeah. never put them in front of us and then said, ha just kidding. <laughs> right. Marvel pulls yeah. the ultimate psych on us nice right. kids. <laughs> so I just, we're actually not doing a Daredevil series. We just wanted to see what your reaction was. Your faces are so priceless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb like, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I this I, I agree with you, Todd. Like this wedding episode and, you know, uh, Jen sets it up really well of like, I know what you're saying, like a wedding episode in the middle of the season, like seems really weird, seems really out of place. Well, that's how weddings are. And I think that's just like, that's such a like acknowledgement, but funny way to drop in an episode like this. But in the same sense, yes, uh, this, this kind of episode, you know, was like, oh, we're, you know, in the middle of everything going on. Now she's just going to a wedding. But we got that B plot of the intelligentsia of, you know, Mr. Immortal, which I think are two separate things. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I think that sets up for the larger picture. But I agree with you, Caleb. I don't think that I don't think that She-Hulk 2 is going to be all about intelligentsia. I think that's going to carry it. I also think this has to do with the leader. Um, and I think we're going to get a surprise drop of that in the last episode. Um, but I I think this is to carry over into something armor wars yeah. hulk thing like it, it's gonna go somewhere else and i don't think it's gonna live in the she hulk world exclusively well, one thing i can i can say on on air now on on camera and on recording uh is i can confirm that i was correct of my assumptions of what one of the outfits made for her was because they confirmed it in the show now i've already seen the photo so i knew it was real but i can confirm it without it being a spoiler because her friend asked her like 
why don't you wear the suit that he made you? And yeah. it's the purple and white fucking superhero suit. Is it really? It's good. Yeah, really. like jumpsuit. It's not yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's not like the, the weird like one-piece bathing suit style. It's more like biker shorts and like biker top sort of thing. It's like a romper almost. Yeah, it, it, it looks like she's she's going for like some extreme cycling. Right. Uh, yeah. is what right. it looks oh, totally. like. It's very but much like, almost like gym, almost like a almost like gym getup. Yeah. It is yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Which like, is she bought it at Lululemon like that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so appropriate both for the for the character and for the vibe of the the uh the the tailor that made it. Uh, yeah. But also, we get to see a little bit more of that. Like he's making more and more things for her. You made the suit. He made the dress, which uh, Ellen uh, commented that she actually liked the the fit of the dress uh, when it fit her big as Jen, rather than when it was super tight yeah. as She Hulk. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. But, it was, and it was I a love nice that, dress. I, I love that it wasn't like oh, it's unstable molecules and it shrinks. I like that it fits her perfectly as She Hulk, and then. When she's Jen, it's baggy. Like I, it's just I, the big baggy. Yep. I'm, you know, we got the same thing with her suits. She looked great in as She Hulk, and then obviously it looks like she's wearing her dad's coat. She, yeah, you she's know, swimming she's in the yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm loving that little detail. Uh, the little details in this were great. Uh, yes, the I think they perfectly captured the the wedding that you don't want to go to or be a part of. Yes, oh totally. That, oh my god, that yes. glitter that glitter bomb was a war crime. So. <laughs> How dare her friend that, send that? That is a way to get me to not come to your wedding. Like, I don't care. Like, Caleb, you're already married. You guys are already married. But, like, if you sent me that, it would be like, we're literally never speaking again. That's right. That's right. Like, the entire sequence was just progressively ramping up. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Fuck yeah. no. Yeah. yeah, this is totally a bride. That was a bridezilla scenario where, oh yeah, everything about that just was terrible. And it, it carried over to the to the whole event, the between DJ Incredible Hulk and Chetable. Yeah. The Cash Bar. Chetable, oh, yeah. Oh, Chetable. Or because in, it's her cousin. Chetable. Yeah. It was right. DJ in Chetable. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Uh the cash bar. I mean that the glitter yeah. bomb at the beginning. Being just paired awful. with a dog. Yeah, that is... Okay, well, yeah. hang on. That was great. No. <laughs> As Caleb and I, I both have small dogs, if somebody was like, here's your wedding day, to be like, this is the best wedding ever. It, mine for was a, her, mine for was a her, bridesmaid. that was a nightmare. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. My, my Penelope was a bridesmaid. She looks so really? cute in her dress. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> so now I feel like now we've got to share a picture then of her as the bridesmaid on the social media when this episode drops. I'll try to find one for you. Okay. <laughs> the only thing we didn't yes. do is get her a dress that like actually matched the bridesmaid because we just had sure. a, like a really cute dress for her sure. already. But like she stole the show. Everybody, <laughs> oh, was, everybody sure. was looking at her. I'm sure. Penelope's absolutely adorable. <laughs> Penelope was Jen, uh, or I'm sorry, She-Hulk in this case, uh, like all attention on her, none on the bride. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the actual thing. Yeah. Uh, so obviously Titania comes back. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that we got more. I, I feel like Titania is going to be an ongoing. Like I don't think this is the last of Titania. Yeah. You know that we're going to see. <laughs> kind of like a pseudo nemesis. Um, like not not really, but like just annoying enough. But like a tedious nemesis. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I love about it is that like it, it. I feel like it could almost get into like frenemy territory at some point where like yep. they're going to have to like team up. You know, but this will be like, I hate you. I still hate you, but let's go beat this one guy. Or yeah. You know, it's like the, that's how it's going to be. It's like the perfect vibe for this series, right? Like it's, she's totally. not, she, Titania is not Thanos or the Red Skull, right? It's, it's, I right. think front of me, I think that's the perfect, uh, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> we haven't, we haven't, we don't know the, we don't know the 
context of how she came to crash into the courtroom in the first episode, we don't even technically have any evidence that she's a supervillain. She's clearly not a great person. Yeah. But right. like, you know, but what she's has she really done? like a villain as right. much as she's just a, a shitty person. She's a foil. Yeah, she's a yeah. foil. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because like detaining, because obviously she's an influencer, right? She's not sure. doing, she's not robbing banks or anything like that, at least, you know, to our knowledge. Yep. You know, so like, yeah, that's great. I like that for, for this character, though, because I feel like, you know, it, we spent two, th- three episodes of Jen, you know, the first three episodes of Jen being like, I'm not a superhero. Like, I'm not going to go off and fight crime. And I think if you give her a traditional villain, it kind of like undoes all of that yeah. work. Yeah. You know, and I get yep. like you could do the reluctant hero thing, but I don't think that's what She-Hulk needs to be. I don't think she needs to be the reluctant hero. I think she needs to be the like, I got drunk at a wedding. She-Hulk attorney at law. Well, yeah, like <laughs> right. immersed in this otherwise real existence yeah. That, yeah. that is entirely different than just about everything else we've seen in the MCU. Yeah. I love it. Totally. Now at at the other end of the spectrum, so Titania, Nemesis, Foil, clearly not an evil doing villain. We clearly got a glimpse of what I expect to be a big bad, our two by two hands of blue, uh, ominous, um, you know, DNA extractor in the steel suitcase. Yeah. Like, so, so so that's what I'm hoping. That's that's I hope we get a hint of the leader. That's but, what I'm really, really hoping. Although, and that's what I think. Yeah. Although maybe you wouldn't need it because the leader's already got the. Maybe they need more. Maybe they need more material than just what the leader has. They've already broken I'm, one syringe on her, so that new one's got to be like vibranium or possibly yeah. well, adamantium, as we were, we're talking we, the other day. As, yeah, alluded yeah. to. I think uh, I think it's vibranium because he asked her on the date, like. You know, do you have like what breaks your skin? Is it vibranium? And she goes, "Why do you oh. have vibranium on you?" And he goes, "I wish." Yeah, like, that's right. That's oh right. shit, that's good. That was a perfect setup, you know. So, so maybe he finally got some after the wrecking after crew were unsuccessful. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. I did also see another theory that it's not, um, not specifically saying it wasn't the squirrely guy, but that it's the really good-looking guy. Um, that was only interested in She-Hulk that oh, he's the actually... With, the one she slept with? The one that she ended up sleeping with. Uh, that they said that he was the one who was behind everything because he's a doctor. And But if he know. was, wouldn't he have stuck around and like tolerated, in quotes, Jen, so he could get a sample of her when she wasn't transformed? Right. Sure. So I don't obviously I don't I don't subscribe to that theory. I am not getting that newsletter. Yeah. That is not my uh, theory. <laughs> but I thought it was a very interesting theory because I was like, okay, yeah. that would it, be a cool like, oh, it was that guy the whole time, you know. But, uh, but I like, yeah. One more additional uh, wrench in the works. What do you think of Josh? I like I I like Josh. Uh, I don't see anything nefarious there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna but I see, to I, see you, <laughs> <laughs> I see I see any further. I see where you're going. I don't see anything nefarious there because I think he's going to I think he exists to give uh, I, I think he exists to create unfortunately I feel like it's gonna give one of those plots of like you have to be Jen or She-Hulk, you know, like the, it's going to give her a choice, like a like a real world scenario choice, because I feel like it's going to lead to that. I don't think he's nefarious, but I mean, we don't know. Like literally we have Shady and it could be anybody at this point, 
you know, of any of the people that have been randomly introduced, we c- it could be anyone. But I don't think he's nefarious. I think he's set up for a more just Jen plotline. It, yeah. like, it, it felt like that, which is exactly why I'm suspicious of him. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's what fair. they want you to think. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> But I mean, that's kind of how we felt about, uh, I mean, we were just, we literally had this conversation about Pug uh, last episode. True. We were talking about he might be a scroll now, but I think that was oh. just the plot line they wrote for him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, that he was just into, you know, sneaker, like he, they just gave him a personality basically out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, Suddenly and for exactly one episode, Pug has a personality. <laughs> Pug has a personality. <laughs> yep. And then we will never see him again. It's not even a B plot. It's a C plot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a C plot at that yeah. point. But I mean, speaking of which, Mallory uh, has a great yes. uh, subplot. You know, we see her, Mallory yeah. and uh, Nikki. That's, you know, Nikki, of course, in this one really shines. Yep. That's like Battletoads and Double Dragon, man. It's the ultimate team up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a great. Speaking of cabinet references, that's. Uh, yeah, I think Nikki was great this episode. I mean, I, Nikki has been flawless this entire series. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, as much as Nikki gets um, screen time, I think she doesn't get enough screen time. I think Nikki is a really great character, and I would love to see more of her, mm-hmm. uh, a Jen's assistant. Yeah. Or it, paralegal. She's not her assistant. Yeah. It, it's tough because this is incredibly well cast. Everyone's wonderful. The writing's really smart and funny. So, you know, I end up in this situation where, the more I see of any character, I want more of that character because everyone's interesting. Yeah. Everyone's doing something that I'm I'm interested in, and and uh, yeah, it's it, it, you know if I, it shame on them for you know writing such <laughs> right. great content and casting so well, right? You did too good, Foggy. What the Ugh. fuck? I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, Jennifer Gawa, showrunner, really yeah. really is doing it. Yeah. Now I was looking back because uh, I know we had mentioned this, uh, the three of us, and then also Casey uh, and we had all mentioned this that the last couple episodes there were minimal fourth wall breaks, whereas the first couple episodes there was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know the first uh, the first episode was written by Jennifer Gao, the showrunner, and then the rest of these episodes have been written by other people. I feel like we're not going to see, and then Jennifer Gao wrote the season finale. I feel like we're not going to see a lot of fourth wall breaks until that last episode again, because there was only one in this whole episode, and that was her giving the explainer about the wedding. You know, like, hey, you're probably thinking this is weird. Sure. And then we don't get another fourth wall break the rest of the series or the rest of the episode. And I definitely feel like that's a writer thing and not so much a. Uh, director or showrunner. Uh, I say so. I'll, I'll be curious too because the original director comes back for eight and nine, and oh, Jessica right. Gao comes back yeah. as writer for episode nine. Although uh, Jessica Gao was uh, co-writer for this episode, so uh, she's the showrunner. So yeah, yeah. So that I mean, that could actually be one of her signatures on the show is getting I, those fourth wall breaks in. I, mm-hmm. Well, I gotta wonder if now, and we talked. I think all the way back in the very first episode we did, we talked about the the fourth wall and the long tradition in the comics of She-Hulk breaking the fourth wall, right? So it's organic and real and authentic. Um, But at the same time, certainly She-Hulk as a character is not the character that Deadpool is in terms of like impact and size. So part of me also wonders if the Marvel Studios is kind of giving them the note like, yeah, you can break the fourth wall because that's organic to the character, but can can you be real... You know, have a real light hand with that because 
Deadpool's going to come in and don't cannibalize know, another 10. property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though She-Hulk did it first in the comics. I was going to say, the irony of that is yeah. She-Hulk did it first and then Deadpool didn't do it until much later, sure. like 10 years later or something like that, right? Oh, or is, it, oh probably even more than that. But yeah, but you know, the reality is I, I'd say Deadpool does it better than, you know, in, even in the comics, Deadpool took what was being done in other places and took it to another level. So if anyone's yeah. going to really invest in that, it, it should be Deadpool. Um, so I, part of me wonders if that's just kind of a strategy. We don't want this to be like the female Deadpool. You know, we want it to sure. have a different feel. So I wonder if that's at play because, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, the Merc with the mouth is lurking somewhere in the background. That's you true. know, we're no, we're no, we're going to get him. So yeah, Deadpool three is coming and it's got to yeah. it's going to exist in the world. Exactly. So, you know, to our knowledge, at least. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, that goes back to the, the question that keeps coming up here is like, do certain characters, like do the X-Men already exist? If Deadpool is now part of this universe, then that means retroactively his first two should, unless they decide to like rewrite a Deadpool origin story again. And I hope they don't. And we okay. know that there are X-Men in Deadpool, which means that the X-Men do exist now. Period. I think, yeah, I mean, it, this this is the question, right? So, like, I was kind of under the impression that I don't think they, do, I think that they, I think the, well, uh, I guess, you know, the big news dropped today, you know, uh, so this is, I guess, spoiler, what? but it's, it's, but this is the big news that dropped today. Namor is, in fact, a mutant. Oh, yeah. In... Black Panther. That is confirmed okay. uh, that Namor is a Merton, uh, is a mutant. A Merton? Mer <laughs> he's a Merton. It's a, 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 a mermutant. Yeah, he's a mer he is a mermutant. Yeah, so so they did confirm, in fact, that Namor is a mutant in Black Panther. So that is our first confirmation of a of the M-word, right? Yeah. This is our first real well, M-word confirmation. Well, didn't we get that in Ms. Marvel at the end of Ms. Marvel that she she the, has oh, a, right. an ancestry? The word yeah. was used, but wasn't confirmed that she was a capital M mutant. But I mean, that's I, obviously what I they're took doing. That, yeah, 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 yeah. So and they played the X Men theme, so that was like. <laughs> I think that's giving a bit, us a basis to say the concept of mutants is multiversal. Yeah, sure. My personal opinion is I don't think the X Men exist in the MCU. I think they have to come in from another multi, you know, another you know multiverse sure. because. Um, I just can't imagine that all the events that have happened in the MCU, they would have stayed hidden all that time. So I think, you know, I, I think they're investing so heavily in the multiverse. Um, I, I don't see a way that, I don't know if you saw the other news, Agatha Harkness's series has been, the, has they been changed, changed the name of it. Yeah. yeah um, Coven of, so Agatha Coven of Chaos. Oh. There's a lot of, there's a lot of speculation that this could be a path for the Scarlet Witch to come back to the MCU. You know, mm -hmm. um, so, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. I, I, I just can't envision how you shoehorn the X-Men into the existing universe. I think you got to just bring them over from, you know, they're from the next universe over. They're from, Dude, you know, incursion. They're, I think yeah. that that's the right way to do it. Um, yeah. yeah. It just like, it, there are these little pieces that are like, unclear currently because we know certain things are going to exist and we have prior art to compare against, but like, are they going to sweep most of that away? Are they going to like just build on it? Um, I mean, I would love to see uh, Wanda get an actual redemption arc because totally. 
Yeah. And that's some of the speculation. I, just, I, mean, does, I think she was done so dirty in multiverse. Yeah. And, and that, that's the speculation is that, you know, stepping back to the fans, right? She is such a fan favorite character. You kind of want her to bring her back to the, to the hero side. It's a nice parallel to her history in the comics, right? Where she, Sure. You know, starts out as a villain and then kind of has this redemption, becomes a hero. So yeah, I think it's I think it's fair. I, but I, I think I don't think we'd be seeing all the emphasis on the multiverse without that being the key to phase five or phase yeah. six, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think that'll probably be unlocked in the Fantastic Four movie. I think that's probably where we'll see uh, potentially some sure. of that uh, happen. Um, you know, which I'm still holding out for Henry Cavill as Dr. Doom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The, yeah. you, you know, that's, they've already laid that groundwork in the comics, you know, retcon to the comics, sure. the fantastic, you know, the original fantastic four that it's a rocket ship and they're going into space and the cosmic rays, the, you know, the retcon of that over the last few years, it has been like trans-dimensional travel. So sure. that's a perfect way. That's a perfect way to, to get, okay. Not only do we have these incursion events, you know, we know that the, the ether, right, was capable of bringing worlds together. Wanda's able to influence other worlds. America Chavez can travel. So this is just like another way to get there, I think. So yeah, yeah, I, I think we're going to get them like they've always existed. You know, there's a lot of speculation about the the, the new, the, what, the 2015 Secret Wars, right, and all the incursion and... Yep. So I think that's directionally where we're going. I, I I can't imagine that they've been among us all this time and and like we're a team and we're you know like they existed. I, I they were doing stuff that. and nobody yeah. figured it out at all. Yeah. Well, uh, a like a, a true like Children of the Atom first class style storyline, but set in a like post blip post Sokovia Accords post Avengers world where like the like people are already like in some ways biased against superheroes and now you add mutants into the mm. equation and you can like really lean into the otherism of you know yep. oh we don't want those mutants here because they're going to you know they're going to take our jobs and like That's right. That's right. Do, right. like hurt our children or something we'll, like that. Let we'll just trick them. We'll get them on a plane and we'll fly them to Krakoa. I mean Martha's yeah. Vineyard. Uh, I mean Krakoa, Krakoa. Yeah. Krakoa. I mean, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Time it's okay. Is a flat you, can, circle. you can do that if it's a, if they're mutants, right? They don't they're not people, they're mutants, right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. that's, I mean that's so much what the the X-Men storylines in the comics have been. Yep. Uh yep. and so like we are primed to see that in this universe. Yeah. Uh there there's actually a uh Robbie Amell movie uh called The Tomorrow People oh, yeah. um that is written by Greg Berlanti. Um I'm familiar who, with that. Uh, uh, Greg Berlanti, uh, well, I'll tell you about the Toronto, but Greg Berlanti is, um, uh, ran the D the Arrowverse, uh, pretty much. Um, but the tomorrow people is basically evolved mutants, uh, live in the world, but they're, you know, everybody is blaming them. You know, like you have to hide the fact that you're a mutant where you work on your job because you're seen as having, you know, extra abilities that help you do the job better and that sort of thing. But now it's like they've become second class citizens. It's not a great movie. No. Um, but I think it's a really <laughs> interesting. I mean, it's, you know, it's another take on the like evolved superhuman, you know, world instead of them being just superheroes, they're kind of relegated to uh, you know, others, the, uh, you know, outcasts and stuff like sure. that. And I think that's a, 
I, I like when uh, there there's takes like that. Um, you know, and a little bit we got that a little bit with Jen. You know, like mm-hmm. she says, like I, I you're in my wedding, like I don't want you she hulking up my wedding. You know, when she doesn't mean, I mean, what ends up happening is she fights with Titania in the wedding. Sure. But she means like you're a spectacle, like you're a spectacle now. You're a superhero. You're this giant you know, eight foot tall, you know, giant green lady, um, which by the way, I stumbled across the TikTok account of the body double for She-Hulk and she looks, ju- I mean, like body wise, she looks just, I mean, she's not eight feet tall. I mean, sure. she's only like, I think she's like maybe six foot tall or something, but the body double for her looks, ex- I mean, if you were to paint her green, it's She-Hulk's body. She's jacked. And That's it's great. funny. Ma- it's amazing. Malia Aria. Yeah. Yep. Oh, she's, Six foot five. Oh, she's, she's huge. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Which, uh, by the way, uh, Jamil Al-Jamil is only 5'10". I know I say only, but yeah. she's only 5'10". That's, she seems so much taller than just Jen or Tatiana Maslany, but she's really only 5'10". She's, she's not much taller. Caleb, she's only a little bit taller than you and I. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's like an inch or two taller than you and I. So, yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, there it is. So She-Hulk, so who who do you guys, uh, the, you vis- listeners and viewers out there, who do you think is behind Intelligentsia? Have we met them yet, or is it somebody new? I want to know. We want to know. Who yeah. is it? So hit us up uh, over on Twitter. Um, you can hit us up at the Nahoy Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Also hit up the Superpod HeroCast at yeah. TSPHC Tweets. Um, let us know. Who do you think is behind Intelligentsia? Todd, thank yeah. you very much. Todd yeah, from the Superbody Rocast joining us. Of course, us. thank you. And uh, you guys have a brand new episode tomorrow, which is technically a Marvel movie. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yes. Yeah. I mean, technically. Yes. yes. <laughs> it is. Yep, yep. It's a movie How with a Marvel you. character. How dare yeah. you? Yeah. Which I mean Listen, is technically because Venom has been in an MCU world movie. Sure. So because sure. he's in Spider-Man. And, Years and, from now, people are gonna look back on the two Venom movies and they're gonna realize that I was right all along. I guarantee that will not happen, it, Caleb. It absolutely <laughs> will. You mark my words. And so I we're will, back to I the multiverse. So hard. We're back to the we're multiverse. We're back to the multiverse. This is another existence that does, that's almost like ours, yeah. but different. I will say this, you know, so so obviously you gotta listen to the whole episode to hear our deep dive on it and all my thoughts. But I will say this, uh, Tom Hardy gets the character of Venom spot on in the second movie. Like you could see what he was, where he was going in the first movie. But for me, the second movie, and again, spoiler for the episode, you know, give me a, you know, Eddie and Venom Disney plus series. Yeah. I'll watch that shit all day long. Yeah. Oh yeah, Lethal Protector series. Yeah, Caleb, absolutely. You've been begging for yeah. With, with the would. same with the same uh, vibe and tone that She Hulk has, you know yep. that silly tongue in cheek at times. Yeah, give me give me Lethal Protector. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my yeah. god. Yes. I think that's that's yeah. where it should be. Eddie, yeah. like get Tom Holland guesting in there to like every now and yeah. then like come in to try to foil him, and then realize like uh, wait. Why aren't you fighting me? I, you're a bad guy. And, just, and, like, and you no, said Lethal Protector was a dumb name. <laughs> I, I feel like you get Tom Holland to come in and be like, instead of like fighting with Venom straight up, he like tries to reason with them. He's like, dude, dude, come on. Like you can't, you can't do this. You can't you just know, like, eat you the bad stop. guys. Like instead of just coming in and punching him, he just comes in. He's like, God, I mean, come on, man. Like you, you, you ate this one guy. It, you did like, you gotta a, chill out. Even it's better. Reboot. Even better. He tries that and Venom's just like, I'm sorry, you are. 
because because <laughs> nobody remembers. Because he forgot to. Yeah. It's it, you know, <laughs> let's reboot the Odd Couple, but it's yes, Eddie, but and, it's, Eddie and Venom. That's yeah. exactly that's yeah. exactly how it should be. That's a hundred percent. That know, show we, needs to be made. We so got the homage it. to classic TV sitcoms in Wandavision. So let's update it. that. Let's, let's do it. Uh, let's get a little Odd Couple action there. Yeah, Kevin. Call Caleb, he'll show run it. Yeah. Here we go. Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it screwed. That's right. Yeah. So, so uh, definitely check out that brand new episode by the Super Pod Hero cast. For those of you listening on Thursday when this episode dropped, it comes out tomorrow. So make sure you're listening and subscribe to that. Uh, they just did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, which great, great episode. Colin really tried his hardest to convince you guys that that's a that, that was a good movie. I'm on Colin's side. I, I completely agree with everything Colin says. Oh. Uh, so I'm I'm with him on that one. Uh, but yeah, so Venom, Let There Be Carnage. You guys uh, dive right into it. So definitely check that episode out. Todd, thank you very much. Of Where course. can people find you on the internet if they so choose to? Yeah, I'm on um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, the handle at TMP in SYR. I've also got a blog that I uh, share stuff on occasionally, and that's TMP in SYR.com. Yeah. So there it is. So, hey, thanks a lot for joining us, everyone, for this episode. We super appreciate it. And as always, make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest incel friends. And all of them. So, actually, wait. wait. No, don't share it with any of them. No, no, no. Yeah, I almost got you. No. Share it with your uh, She-Hulk simp friends. That's and right. all of them will, uh, will like and subscribe. And all of their friends will remember to like and subscribe. And soon enough, we'll have our own line of... Uh, never heard of it. Exclusive skincare products. Yeah, snake oil products. She Hulk. This is literal snake oil. So there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we will see you on Sunday. Hello, I'm Casey Ryan, and I'm Todd Panic, and you know us as the Superpod HeroCast, guys with beers talking about movies with capes. And if you don't know us. How dare you? We're back for our sixth season, and now, after 100-plus episodes, we really think we have a podcast that some might say is listenable. This is the perfect time for you to join us as we dissect the superhero movie genre. The good, the bad, and the bull****. We have been talking about these movies and characters and stories for a long time. Sometimes we couldn't agree with each other more. And sometimes one of us is wrong. I hear you. <laughs> so pull up a seat, grab a drink, and join the fun wherever you catch your pod. Be, Be heroic. heroic.